Welcome to the Six Feet Podcast. Today I'll be reading through some of my talk from the upcoming Canadian Association of Fire Chiefs Fire Rescue Conference. I'll be speaking in Ottawa this September. If you want to know more, find me on Instagram at Six Foxtrot. When it comes to getting things done, there's wishers and workers. Which one are you? The difference between wishers and workers is time, effort, pace, and cadence. Good afternoon. My name is Bill Dungey. I'm a volunteer firefighter from County of Brant, Ontario. And I'm not talking about hustle culture. I get to sleep at a decent time and make sure I'm just as available for my family as I am for starting up a new project. I think too often the people who speak on hustling are chock full of appealing phrases. Especially for a guy like me, that's really motivating. I'm lucky in the sense that when I catch a video with Gary Vee or Goggins talking about putting in the work, that can set me into a rhythm where I'm off on a forward footing, attacking whatever I'm working on. I'm really impacted by powerful speakers. What I'd like to do today is look into some of what makes hard work happen beyond motivation. The tricky thing about motivation is that it comes and goes with our emotions. Waves of being motivated can be interrupted or set sideways. Where one day we might feel charged and ready to take on the world, but get into a good fight with some family and watch how quickly your motivation can be derailed. And it's not just about your emotions either. You can read a lot about how our brain works to set us out for getting through the grind. For instance, most people I've met have at least heard of the phrase dopamine hit. We used to think that our body would produce a hormone called dopamine when we cross the finish line or when we get a treat from the pantry. But there's a whole bunch of new data. Dopamine is actually the regulator of our drive to work, not the reward from the work itself. So when we're struggling towards something, that's when dopamine is produced. And speaking of struggle, here's a point to remember. There was a study done in 2020 among US Navy SEALs who were wading through their hell week that found candidates who took on a mindset based on the idea that stress is good for me were ultimately reviewed higher by peers and instructors, had more persistence through training, and overall better obstacle course times than peers with a stress will hinder me type of perspective. Mindset. The first place I legitimately bumped into developing mindset as something I could actively build was in the GORUCK challenge. GORUCK is an event where you're wearing a rucksack packed with bricks, carrying logs, and doing all kinds of work from 9 at night until 9 in the morning. We were on the shore of Lake Ontario doing sugar cookies, where you go dunk yourself in the water and then roll in the sand. 
The cadre kept calling for someone to step forward as a team leader and insisted the work would get worse if nobody did. Finally, I put my hand up. I had to make a few game-time decisions that would impact the type of work our team had to put out. And after some time, the role of team leader was passed out to another person. While I was urging our people forward on an 8-kilometer movement, I was very vocal and encouraging. When the team leader role was reassigned, I went quiet. One of the cadre came up beside me and asked why I'd stopped barking. And I said that since I wasn't the team leader anymore, I didn't think it was my responsibility anymore either. And he said something I'll never forget. Leadership comes from within the chain of command as much as it does from the top. And that's partly what places me in front of you today. I've integrated that statement into my belief structure and try to act as though it's true. But sometimes, I think mindset is built progressively over time. When you're engaged, chasing something, you'll be forced to make little decisions over and over. And when you do that correctly, you're building a platform for confidence. And confidence makes us win. When I think about forming a vision or building a mindset over time, I think about my introduction to fitness. It started when I lost my breath chasing my toddler around the basement. I was frustrated. I put on my winter boots and tried to run around the block. Eventually, I ran a full kilometer, then five, then ten, lifting, jujitsu, all from the initial decision to move forward. Tiny victories that put me ahead of where I started. You already know this to be true. When you do the things that put your body into order, eating decent foods, getting to bed on time, hitting a good workout, it's easier to put energy into things you need a lot of mental focus for. When your body and mind are aligned and moving forward, you can work on your craft. I say you already know that because I haven't met anybody that doesn't know the opposite to be true. You know that if your diet is a dumpster fire, it's hard to work out. You know that if you can't focus, it's hard to pursue. You know that if you're not moving forward, you're resting easily in the bowels of complacency. One thing I've learned about complacency is that it's a close cousin of comfort. In 2019, I formalized my efforts to fight back against some of the things I could see festering in our wider culture. We'd become comfortable. Sixty some odd years removed from really hard times. I was starting to see in myself that the product of my parents' generation was a childhood for me that was comfortable, a convenient existence. An absurd new world where, in small-town Ontario, I can walk down to Sobeys and get fresh exotic fruit in the middle of winter without doing a lick of work to earn it. Comfortable. After I'd lost a pile of weight and kept it off, I wanted to keep chasing. I liked the feeling of preparing for an obstacle course race. I liked the hum 
of productive energy. So, in the summer of 2019, I started a new document in Google Docs and started plotting out a few things I'd been thinking about. To optimize myself, to fully self-actualize despite the lane of least resistance that I could take, I figured I should point my body and mind to specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely objectives. Pulling from some courses I'd taken in college, I knew the SMART goal-setting method was tried, tested, and based in great data. In fact, a study in the States recently showed that students who were given instruction on the SMART goal-setting method were more likely to execute generally downstream than those who were not. That's not some counselor actually sitting down to plot out what each student would be working on. Just learning about proper goal-setting technique positions you better for the future. I figured there was no point in trying to actively develop new skills if I wasn't trying to be well put together first. So I drew up an outline for a program toward really getting things done. I call it the wedge. First, because at its root, the wedge is a simple tool. Next, because it does two things at the same time. When we drive it through wood, it divides and fortifies at the same time. See, at the same time, you can carve off the pieces of yourself that aren't useful, and in doing so, brace yourself for the future. The Wedge is a free and open source goal setting program to help firefighters understand how to aim correctly. Before we can talk about getting things done, the single most important thing you can do is aim correctly. Without a target, the archer wastes her shot. You already know this. You've heard people say, I want to lose weight. And it's like, well, congratulations, Timmy. What does that mean? Three pounds in a year? 12 pounds this month? A correctly designed goal will be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. Smart. The Wedge asks participants to design goals in three domains. Your body, diet, or exercise. Your mind, where you'll learn something. And your craft as a firefighter. If you ask yourself honestly where you can improve in these categories, you'll know where to start. Each of these goals attend to the SMART system with a clear aim. The first step in creating a SMART goal is picking a task that has a definitive and single specific thing to do. Broad plans and lofty dreams have no place here. A specific goal is also measurable. There should be a point or value that you can use to measure whether or not you were successful. A specific and measurable goal should also be attainable using the tactics, techniques, and procedures you already have. The objective you set needs to be within reach. A specific, measurable, and attainable goal has to be relevant to the future you're actively pursuing, 
Relevance is important because it doesn't distract from the direction you're already heading. A specific, measurable, attainable, and relevant goal needs to be tied to time. This is the constant driver behind your efforts to win. With a definitive beginning and end, success can be clearly delineated from failure. Goal setting is a constant, evolving, and dynamic process. As this program has been introduced to firefighters throughout North America, a trend has emerged between participants. More often than not, we're eager to win, and that can result in biting off more than we can chew, metaphorically speaking. The wedge offers not only the chance to learn about goal setting, time management, and aggressive work, but an opportunity to really shape our understanding of selecting the attainable goal. Sometimes that means we need to pare down the original idea into a handful of iterative goals toward a larger vision for the future. For example, participants in this program usually offer some new beginning as part of their body-focused goal. In these instances, some successfully begin a new workout program or routinely run a set uh, duration or length per week. In other cases, the burden of life, work, and the other goals set for the duration of this program overwhelm the participant, sometimes into complete submission. With the wedge, you're asked to hit three marks on top of everything else. With things going on in your family, your job, and the drywall that still needs done in the basement, never mind the global health crisis we're still trying to wrap up. The wedge asks people to take on more, to voluntarily accept the burden of responsibility, to actively chase the progress you don't have to pursue. I've been running this program for free with firefighters from all over North America, some from Instagram, some from LinkedIn, some in our very own recruit class in the County of Brant. For some, this program awakens an understanding of how much more you can do. For others, it's about time management and settling into a rhythm where you can figure out how to work harder despite the obstacles. And others, it's about baseline discipline. Can I even do three simple things this month? Success in all forms is predicated on four factors. The bedrock of hard work time, effort, pace, and cadence. When I'm running the wedge, I like to ask participants to think about how these factors influence progress. Time. When I was instructing our recruits on donning PPE, I told them that being a volunteer firefighter is being in the business of stealing seconds. The more efficient you can be, the more time you can add to where you need it most. When we're working towards a goal, time is the crucial measurement. Do you have time to complete what you say you're working on? What are some of the obstacles that can interfere with the time you're planning to spend working? Can those obstacles be mitigated in advance? Effort. This is the great divider. If you work hard enough, people will start to call you lucky. My wife has a great idea about that. She says the guy who wins the lottery 
is always drafted as lucky. True, there's luck involved because his number got picked. But if he didn't get off the couch and buy a ticket, he couldn't have won. Make luck. Buy your ticket. Do the work. Pace. Here's a great way you can use pace to outgun the competition. Take a simple task and do it faster. If it takes a normal person 30 minutes to complete a grocery trip, you can shorten the amount of time needed by walking faster and planning ahead. If you can do the groceries faster by, for example's sake, 23 minutes, you've stolen seven minutes toward the stuff you need to do. People who make moves faster win more. Cadence. This is all about rhythm. It's all fine and well to smash out a project in record time, but you should try to forge a system that works long term. You need to find and donate the time to your future self. You need to actually spend the energy to complete the work. You need to do it quickly, but you also need to bundle all of that into a steady state that you can keep up with over time. How much time can you spend putting yourself in front of extra responsibility with efficiency in mind at a rate you can continue? At the end of the wedge, the index takes place. The index is a long form workout to help bind the group together under a banner of shared suffering. The program offers ideas for a team ruck march as sort of a closing ceremony. The Wedge is a program rooted in resilience. It includes a comprehensive goal-setting program and a structured journaling system to help firefighters start to track and measure their progress and all the hiccups along the way. This program doesn't require formal leadership, staffing, or a safety officer. It doesn't cost anything. You can get it for free at timeandeffort.ca and have your crews implement it tomorrow. At the core of it, this program is about improving goal-setting techniques. Correctly attending to the process of building goals is building the foundation for aggressive work. There is such a thing as an incorrect aim. It's the plan that misses the mark. That's the question of hard work. There's wishers and workers. Which one are you? Six Feet is a platform to promote personal development for professional responders. If you want to keep in touch, find me on Instagram at 6foxtrot, S-I-X-F-O-X-T-R-O-T. Thanks for listening.